Hello, everyone, and inside today's Lockdown Canadians, we are just over a month away from opening night where the Canadians take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Laura and I are going to do our best to try and figure out what the opening night lineup looks like, and we're going to look back at this and see how wrong we were in the future. All that and more inside today's show. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 682 of Locked On Canadians. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. If you are subscribed wherever you get your daily podcast, thank you for listening. As always, I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matland. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, uh, before we dump, jump into our uh, opening night roster predictions... Elliot Friedman has announced that they are very close, if it's not already done, to having Kirby Doc re-signed in Montreal. Uh, four years, three and a half million dollars. Uh, they say Ken Hughes working on other things. Obviously, once this podcast is posted, everything will happen because that's how things always work uh, with this show. How are we feeling going into a week from the rookie tournament and just over a month away from the regular season starting? So I'm very excited about the rookie tournament. I'm really excited to see all these young players that we've been talking about for this entire offseason. I'm excited to see them in game action. I'm really, really happy to have games to talk about. But before all that happens, we still have guests lined up for you that are coming up in the coming weeks. So don't and even during the regular season, we're going to have tons of people on this year. Uh, But in the meantime, I'm just so excited. And as always, if breaking news happens, one of us will record a quick, short uh, bonus reaction if Kent Hughes does a trade or signs Kirby Doc prior to our mailbag episode, we'll, we'll record an extra in the meantime. Yes, and we are doing roster predictions. Like I said, we are about a week or so away from the rookie showcase beginning in Buffalo. We're not that far from training camp after the fact, and we are just over a month or so away from opening night against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And We're going to kind of take a look at the roster as it stands right now with two assumptions that both Caden Primo and Kirby Doc will be re-signed. Jonathan Druin and Sean Monaghan will be on this roster at uh, some point. So I guess we're going to start with the easy one here, and that's goaltending, is the net belongs to Jake Allen. And we know he's starting the season here unless some astronomical trade comes through. But assuming that Jake Allen's net to start the season, Laura... Neither of us really seem to think that he's going to actually end the season here unless something crazy happens, right? I really don't think so. It's too tempting for other GMs to trade for him. There are so many other teams in the NHL that need goaltending. They might not be, you know, one goaltender away from the Stanley Cup, but there are a lot of teams that, as the season goes on, will realize they have a shot at a playoff run. They're going to want to shore up their goaltending. Jake Allen is on a cheap contract. If he doesn't have the same injury luck that he had last year, which was abysmal, uh, he's going to be a very good option for people who want true goaltending depth. And honestly, like if I'm any other GM, it's a no-brainer for me. As much as I like him, as much as I think the team likes him, as much as you know, he's done everything to endear himself to the fan base in Montreal, 
I think it's too tempting for the for another GM. And obviously, we need to get to a point in the season where we're no longer trading for future considerations and actual assets are coming back. I think that's when Kent Hughes will hold out for the best uh, return. But I think letting Jake Allen go for nothing when you're a rebuilding team is not the move he I like for me it's like do you think he's part of the, the long-term future of this team you re-sign him or if you think that you want to you know you want to get assets for him either way I think that come trade deadline or the day after the trade deadline for sure Jake Allen will not be a Montreal Canadian and that breaks my heart just so I just just to be clear and and here's the thing about it is they're not going to trade him until they know they need to and I suppose the other big question here is that we're assuming Caden Primo will get re-signed. I think his strong showing in the Calder Cup playoffs for the Rocket are definitely going, have, you know, raised his stock in the eyes of Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon and the other members of the Montreal Canadiens front office, as they should. Uh, His showings at the NHL last year, I think, were a byproduct of Dominic Ducharme being Dominic Ducharme, and that's really unfair to Caden Primo a little bit to judge him solely on that. Yes, he wasn't good, but now there was anyone else. I suppose my biggest question is now, Samuel Montembeau is signed for two years, just over a million or about a million dollars, I believe, a variable AHL cap hit. If Caden Primo shows out in the preseason, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to get a shot out every single game, but you know, he outplays Samuel Montembeau, like noticeably, not like it's, they both were really good. Like he noticeably outplays him. Is it possible for Primo to steal that spot or do they look at it and go, we have Montembeau here. We're going to let Primo take the AHL starts. Those starts, the more starts likely better for him overall. And we're going to let Montembeau kind of write out some of the rough patches here. And then maybe at the trade deadline, Swap that. But if Caden Primo makes it so you can't decide, is it possible he swipes that second spot in Montreal behind Jake Allen? Or is that just kind of wishful thinking on our part? I honestly think the Canadians are going to be a little bit patient with him to begin the season. So the opening night roster, as we're talking about it, is going to be Jake Allen backed up by Samuel Montembeau. And I think that Caden Primo is going to be sent back down to the AHL because I feel like the Canadians right now, and probably Caden Primo... This season is where they want to see what Caden Primo's got. I'm not saying he's going to come into the NHL or he's required to come into the NHL and be the best goaltender in the league. But he has to show that in the NHL, he has taken leaps forward as compared to his previous performances in the NHL. So there's a lot going for him. One is the confidence that he got from the playoff run that he had, where he showed that he can still play at that level, at least in the AHL. Two the Canadians are likely to manage him a lot better and the goaltending luck, you know, everything was chaotic about the goaltending last season, right? So that drama is not going to be around. We know that Carey Price is not there this season and possibly ever again. We don't know that for sure, but we know he's not going to be around this season. And we know that Jake Allen cannot be as unlucky as he was last season. I know that Samuel Montabo is, is back in rehab from his surgery. So it seems like the net is going to be a lot more stable, at least to begin the year. So this is Caden Primo's chance to really, really do what it takes to get to the next level. And so my assumption is that Jake Allen is going to get traded at some point and the Canadians are going to have the question, like, do we allow Caden Primo to then continue the rest of the season in the NHL and see what happens? Or do we trade for someone else? And I think 
Caden Primo's contract is going to be really telling. To me, it's going to feel like a bridge or something really short. And he has to really prove that he's able to improve at the NHL level. That's it. He doesn't have to be the, you know, the next starter. He has to show that he's still in the future of this team. And with that, we now progress to the men playing in front of Caden Primo or, well, Samuel Montembeau, Caden Primo, Jake Allen. In this upcoming season, we're going to talk defense. Who's going to be the top pair? Who's going to make it out of the young guys? Who's going to be starting with the Rocket? All that coming up next. But first, if you've tried Bilt Bar and you know we've raved about Bilt Bar before, you have to try Bilt Bar Puffs. They are delicious, indulgent, cookie dough flavored bites. Now, that's their newest flavor, cookie dough. It's covered in chocolate and it's good for you. It's made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs so much better and efficiently with all the health benefits. So you get something that tastes great and is great for your body. Only 160 calories and 15 grams of protein. So you need something in the morning, you need something after your workout, stick a couple in the freezer and you have a really nice treat at the end of the day. You're going to love these cookie dough chunk puffs. They are fantastic. And if you go to built.com and use promo code locked on 15, you're going to get 15% off your order. So please Go check out built.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN15 to save 15% off your next order. All right, so we we kind of have an idea who's going to be playing in net for the Montreal Canadiens right now. Now things get a little bit more complicated because the defense is two very important things. There are a lot of young guys. You have Caden Gooley. You have Jordan Harris. You have Matthias Norlinder. You have Arbor Jackeye. All Justin of, Barron. I, I, I am going to get to that man in a second. Those four <laughs> that I named first all play on the left side of the Canadians' defense. They are all oh, left defensemen. Oh, I didn't defensemen. get that's what you were doing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then there's also Otto Leskin is thrown in there as well. And in front of them is Joel Edmondson and Mike Matheson, two veterans who are going to be staying here. They're not going anywhere, obviously, especially not Mike Matheson, who they just traded for. On the right side, you have David Savard, who is the incumbent veteran. Then you have Justin Barron, and then you have Chris Weidman. And then behind him is Madison Bowie, and then there is nothing. Um, the Canadians' defense is going to be very interesting. And my first thought, and the first thing I want to ask is, who will be the top pairing defenseman on the left side here? Because we've talked to some people. We talked to Sebastian High about this and that. Mike Matheson and David Savart is a pairing that could feasibly work. And Joel Edmondson is their second pairing with somebody. And my thought is, do they trust Edmondson more as the guy who's been here a little bit longer and knows the system? Or did Matheson's last season and ability to play the power play and everything else make him a more appealing option? Personally, I am kind of leaning towards the idea of Matheson Savard, like Sebastian said, and then your second pairing is Joel Edmondson and Justin Barron. So you have a veteran with a younger guy, and Barron's skill set complements what Edmondson's is, much like Savard's complement what complements what Mike Matheson does well. And I'm wondering if that's the route they go. But I am also open to being told I'm an idiot and I'm wrong. So Laura, what is your thought on who should be the Canadians' uh, top pair going into this season here? I would never call you an idiot. And if I disagree with you, I'll be nice about it. Um, <laughs> this isn't the internet. Uh, they will call us idiots when they disagree with us tomorrow. 
Uh, but I honestly, I like, you know what? I For a second, not for a second, for like a good like two or three weeks, I forgot that David Savard was on this team. And I feel awful. I really do. I feel awful. I feel like he unfortunately was put in like really unfortunate positions last season. I think that the thing with David Savard is you have to know how to use him and where he belongs. Um, and I would hope that the coaching staff has kind of figured that out. I personally feel that I would really like Edmondson to play with Baron. I just like how Edmondson relates to his line mates. I don't know if that it's, it's crazy. I'm not, I'm obviously not in the locker room, but there's something about his presence that kind of compliments people. Like he, he, he seems to be that guy where he came in, he was, you know, he was signed or he was traded for, and then he was signed and, Everybody was like, what is this? This is a terrible idea. But out of all of the the surprises in Montreal, I think he's been one of them where I really truly feel that he's a lot more versatile that we kind of than we than we expect. And I really do want to see him play with Justin Barron. So the question is, do you want that to be your first pairing? No. I I, I think that's the part is that it's like the Canadians really don't have a great answer right now. And they used to have a top pairing. You used to be able to put Shea Weber and Ben Sherrod out there, rightly or wrongly. <laughs> Mostly wrongly. and um, A handsome wall. Uh, yeah, a very handsome wall. We're going we're gonna to move past that, though. And <laughs> it, 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 that is the tough spot, is that the Canadians' defense is not it, – it's quite frankly, it's unproven and potentially very bad. Uh, I like Joel Edmondson. He has his limitations. I like David Savard in a role that he should be playing. And he was asked to play way above that last year. And that's not really his fault. I'm intrigued to see what Mike Matheson does. Everything we've seen about him makes this a a very smart looking analytical pickup here. And Chris Weidman as a third pairing defenseman, you know what? It's fine. He can move the puck. He can score. He can set up plays. Fine. It's that third spot on the left-hand side that I'm very curious. That is the one that is open for grabs here. And it comes down to two names for me right now. It comes down to Caden Gooley, and it comes down to Jordan Harris. Harris has the inside edge being a little bit older, having the NHL experience himself from playing last year. But Caden Gooley is, I don't even think arguably, just a better defenseman overall here. And it comes down to, again, like the Caden Primo, Samuel Montembeau thing. Do you want to give more ice time to the younger guy and you're going to have him play in the AHL? Or do you want him to get that NHL experience? Because I think Caden Gooley is out of every prospect that is in the Canadians running right now this preseason, he is the most likely to make the NHL opening night roster. I have him penciled in alongside Chris Weidman here. And I think I actually like the idea of that because Weidman – likes to carry the puck. Gooley can, you know, adjust, play a little bit safer, and then also, you know, gain his confidence playing there. But I wouldn't be shocked if they go with Jordan Harris because he's a polished skater, a more finished end product right now. Gooley's ceiling is just higher. And then you have Jack Eye and Norlinder starting with the Rocket because I don't think they're going to want to have Norlinder just sitting in the press box doing nothing. They'd rather him be getting minutes. And I think he'd get plenty of them with the rocket. Um, I'm also, again, open to being, you know, 
other predictions. Laura, out of disagree all disagree with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I'll do show disagree. This a nice way to Oh, okay. I do. I do. I do. How disagree. dare you? Podcast cancel. Right? Um I need a new co-host, right? Or you need a new co-host. I don't I know. I was gonna say for once I'm the one firing you, not you firing <laughs> me on this podcast. Um, here's my, my thing is that I think that Caden Gooley will be on the opening night roster, but I think they're not gonna let him get past his nine games. Here's why. Caden, uh, sorry, Caden Gooley. I can't, did I call him Caden Primo? I meant Caden Gooley. Caden Gooley, okay? <laughs> He's gonna be on the open night opening night roster, but he is the future top pairing defenseman, right? We have him solidly as number two in the system, right? When the Canadians are good, Caden Gooley is going to be that number two defenseman on that top pairing. I don't, I think it's wasted to have him playing on the third line, even with Chris Weidman. I think Chris Weidman is, is one of those guys that, you know, he really wants to be that, that presence for the team. I just feel like playing him, they need to play him in the NHL a little bit because he needs to get accustomed to playing against men, right? He's dominating in, in, or he dominated all the way through, but he was playing against boys. Um, now he's going to need to play as many minutes as possible and he needs to play on the top pairing. Where are you going to play him on the top pairing? In the AHL. Until such a time as you don't have a top pairing in the NHL. Like, you know, anytime somebody gets injured, right, you call up Caden Gooley. You want to make sure that you don't go over that game, that nine game thing. But I, I really think that he should play as many minutes as possible on a top pairing. The only way he's going to do that is if everybody dies or... <laughs> in the AHL. I don't want anyone to die. So I just, I think that he's wasted on the third pairing. That's all. Uh, just as a thing, the nine games only applies if they're sending him back to junior. Oh, uh, so he can, he can go to the eight, like he can go. Yeah. He'll be the AHL no matter what the nine games thing uh, applies to someone like Joshua Wah who cannot play right. in the AHL. Uh, okay. My so- bad. I actually did know that. Don't yell at me in the comments. I did know that for whatever reason, I still think of him as in the WHL. You're, the logic is sound though, in that, you know, they're going to give him a chance to earn his spot and see if he moves up there or not, or if he can play, if he can play on his offside things, if any of these guys can play on their offside, and I don't think they're going to want to rush them into that. Things get a lot more complicated, but for the better, if, you know, Caden Gooley can play on the opposite side and be good at it. You can give Justin Barron, you know, if he's not doing well, you can give him a break and put someone else there. It's it's definitely the most intriguing spot to look at. And we have one more group to look at here. It's the forward group. And I know some people are going to be mad, but I have some bold takes on the Canadians forward group. And that's all coming up next. All right, we are back. We are going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens forward group now, which uh, honestly, it's it's not the worst. It's a, probably their, debatably their best part of this team right here. And I've actually written out what I think my lines would look like going into the season with a couple of assumptions. Drew Ann and Monaghan are off of IR. Kirby Doc has been signed. And I think that's everything that we need for that. So... Right now, I look at the top line, and I go Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, duh. And it's not Josh Anderson, it's not Brendan Gallagher, and it is not Yaroslavkovsky. Is it Ilonen? No, it's Evgeny Dodonov on the top Ooh, line. I forgot him again. <laughs> That's the thing is, he goes very under the radar. Uh, right? 
I was like, yeah, the Canadians got him. I keep remembering that they traded for him. <laughs> I do think in the preseason, they will put Slavkovsky or Yelonen on that line, though, just because I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, and then the defensive line here, or defensive in quotation marks, Christian Dvorak in the middle, Brendan Gallagher on the right. And then I have right now, because we're assuming Dvorak has not been traded, Sean Monahan as their other winger there who can rotate in as a center. And then on an offense, a heavier offensive line, maybe not as many defensive minutes, it's Hoffman, Doc, Anderson, and then a Pitlick, Evans, Armia fourth line with Michael Pozzetta as the 13th forward. And if you're going to yell at me here, yes, I do not think right now that Yuroslavkovsky, as the roster, as of this date, it is September 6th, it is 7.42 p.m. Eastern time. As of right now, what this roster looks like, I do not think Slavkovsky will start the season with the Montreal Canadiens. I think they're going to put him in the AHL. I think they're going to give him a winger like an Anthony Richard or a Mitchell or a center like Anthony Richard or Mitchell Stevens or Nate Schnarr. And they're going to tell him to build your North American game a little bit, work on your board play, work on your reads and everything, and then prove, make it so we cannot ignore you. And I don't think he will be in the AHL for long. Truly, I I don't. I think I look at the left wingers in Laval. It's Raphael Harvey Pinard, Joel Teasdale, and Lucas Condotta. He is better than all of those players. And I think very quickly he is going to assert himself at the top of the lineup that they can put a Slavkovsky, Richard, Yelonen top line out on the ice and score a buttload of goals. And I guess the biggest thing is here, and I'm also open to changing this. I could see them switching and giving Kirby Doc someone like Brendan Gallagher, who is a safe option to play with. But the way I look at it right now, there's not going to be nearly as many prospects in the NHL right away until some of these other bodies are moved out. So I, that's my thought is we're not going to see as many of the prospects. There's a reason for that. But until you ship off a Mike Hoffman, a Paul Byron, a Yol Armia, you don't have the space and you can't just wave those guys because then you can't bury them in the AHL. They might get claimed. You might get nothing for them. I think there's a market for them, but until they actually do something, they're going to put the prospects in a spot to play the most minutes for the time being simple as that. Um, I'm interested to see what you think the lines might look like a little bit. Cause I know we differ on how, where we might place some players overall. I personally would play Kirby Doc on the second line, not the third line. Um, I, I do feel like there's enough there to kind of have two lines that give the opponents problems, right? You're also kind of, you're trying to develop this offense. So for me, the priority for this, for this front office is going to be to get rid of the forwards that aren't in the long-term plans of this team. I think that's, that's, that's what I would do, and I think that that's what they're going to aim to do. They're obviously not going to be, uh, like, uh, I want to say, not panicky about it, but you know what I mean. They're not going to be hasty about it. I think hasty is a better word, but I think they're going to look to try and trade as many of those quote-unquote veteran contracts on there um, and allow those players that you mentioned that are in the AHL to play. I disagree with you. I think Slavkovsky is going to be on the opening night roster uh, just because, you know, Slavkovsky, excitement, Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, like it's a big night. I think they will allow him to do that. But I also do think that he will benefit from some time in the AHL. I, 
I feel like he's going to generally, like opening night, he'll probably be on the Canadians roster. He'll probably get sent down. But I think generally it, over the course of the season, we're going to see a lot of those players make their way to the NHL. As other other contracts get dropped off, you're going to see Raphael Harvey-Pinard. You're going to see uh, Slavkovsky. You're going to see Lennon. You're going to see these guys make the jump once there's room for them. Like there just seems to be way too many forwards on this team. Like way too many. <laughs> so... so- Sorry, I, you you mentioned a good point is that you think he's going to be on the opening night one, but he's not going to stick. Uh, kind of like yeah, that's talking about Caden Primo. Exactly. Like I think I think they give him that chance, um, and I think not that chance, just like that spotlight, right? Like this is this is exciting. He's the he's the number one overall put, pick. They put a lot of eggs into that basket. I think it's not a mistake to do that. But I also feel like he needs a little bit of time in the AHL. But I think that he finishes the season in Montreal. And I personally just feel like they're going to spend a lot of development time on him. There's just too many people on this roster. <laughs> like that, that's just the, the real, the reality of it. And I know who fans want to see traded. Everybody wants to see Duran go. Everybody wants to see Hoffman go. I think that we're going to see a lot more than that go. And I also do think that Kent Hughes is going to be patient though. And he's not going to trade until he gets assets back. I was going to say, this team's going to fire sale at the deadline. That means Drewan. That likely means Hoffman. That like likely means everyone else. I think they're going to give Drewan every chance to prove that he belongs here. And because he's been, he's had stretches where he's good and then he gets injured and then nothing is working after that. Or he played well and then he had um, his battles with mental health and anxiety. There is a lot of good that can be done there still. And I realized I didn't put Drewan on a line when I put my team together here. So I wasn't going to mention it, but I just assumed you thought they would trade him out right away. I, for, I, I did not realize I had forgotten to put him on here. So there's um, so many guys, right? There's just that's, too many guys. That's the hard part. It's like it, it's uh, <laughs> they someone's getting traded here. And that's why I think uh, with them talking about Kent Hughes working on making moves right now is I think that's Christian Dvorak is the body that's going to go. You're going to have Sean Monahan as your third line center. You're going to have Kirby Doc as your second line center. And you have Jake Evans. And I wouldn't be shocked at the top line is Drew and Suzuki and Caulfield. And then you have a, you know, Gallagher Dodonov Kirby Doc line, which feels like a really actually a really safe bet to have. There's so many combinations they can do here. And if they're not good, who gives a crap? They're not supposed to be. Now you figure out what works. And if it doesn't work, okay, you try something else. Or because they have an analytics staff who they can listen to now, they can go, the Doc, you know, Gallagher-Dodonov line controlled 80% of the shots, but the goalie, you know, just played well that night. Here's where all, here's where all their shots were coming from. That Keep that together. It's working. I feel a little bit more confident that they're going to make the right decision here. And I do have uh, my uh, call-up list is I think Slavkovsky's at the top of the list. I think Yolanda and Harvey Pinard are right behind him there. After that, it all depends on where they need people and whatnot. So we're going to wrap the show here, though. We do want to hear your opening night predictions. So tweet us at LO underscore Canadians. We are recording our mailbag on Thursday night for Friday. Uh, you can – Sound off in the comments below. Don't be a jerk, please. These are predictions that are likely going to be wrong in a month. We're doing this for fun. We're doing this for entertainment. Also, Make don't sure call you follow- us stupid. We've had a long day at work and we forget things. We're not stupid and we do know our things. Yes. 
You can follow Laura at The Active Stick. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your daily podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and so much else. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time.